Blog Talk Radio.
in our black history as well. Uh, we do want to shout out a few housekeeping uh, chores. We do shout out all of our sponsors, MPT Enterprise, Abyssinia, Honor Thy Suites, Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, Lois Glenn Carter. A shout out to you, you and you, all of our listeners, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, uh, California, Illinois, Michigan, Florida, Georgia, D.C., Canada, Brazil, Australia, Japan. Thank God for you, you and you, my family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers. It is a delight to share with you each and every Saturday. We want you to reach out to us on uh, social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on uh, Twitter. We are on Tumblr. And certainly there are several ways that you can reach out to us. So we thank God for you, you, and you. For those that are tuning in for the first time, this is uh, Global Gospel. Our theme scripture here is 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 3. If the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. So we are here today with good news, the gospel, and glad tidings uh, to let you know that uh, Jesus Christ heals, delivers, saves, and sets free. And the gospel is for everybody. It is there to empower you, to uplift you, and encourage you. And so today we have uh, someone that is going to share with us um, this Saturday afternoon as part of Black History Month and uh, to help us understand a little bit about ourselves and the world around us. Certainly God has given each and every one of uh, a gift uh, to make this world a better place. And so we are going to share it with just in just a few minutes. Also, shout out to Third Lounge, who does all of our uh, social media production. Uh, Brother Ryan Wilson, reach out to him. And so uh, we are going to take a break. And after that break, the next voice you will be uh, hearing is that of our guest for today. How many of you know that a change is going to come? Stay tuned. Oh, 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 a change gon' come 
feel Then I go to my brother And I say, brother, help me please But he winds up knocking me Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and our number here in studio, 619-924-0800. We do want you to call in when you open up the lines to shout us out, or if you have some questions uh, to ask our guests or uh, some comments, and we, we may uh, even have a giveaway uh, for you later on as well. Well, our special guest is here and uh she took some time out of her very busy schedule to join us good afternoon special guest good afternoon i am so glad to be with you and your guest this is nikichi taipa calling all the way from washington dc all right nikichi taipa we are grateful that you were able to share with us this uh saturday afternoon uh, to help us celebrate in our continuation of Black History Month. And we know that Black history is every day. Uh, so in Black history is my history, is your history. It is our history, and it's just history. And so we thank you for sharing with us today. For our listeners that perhaps uh, aren't really uh, familiar with who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to say I just love that song, Sam Cooke, A Change is Going to Come, because it really epitomizes everything that I am about. We are in a time right now where there has got to be change. And, you know, my life has been a part of that. I'm an attorney. I'm an author. I'm an academician. I'm an activist, okay? Uh, I've been on the front lines of many uh, issues just about my uh, a whole life. I'm the author of the new memoir, Black Power, Black Lawyer, My Audacious Quest for Justice. I am an attorney. I've been an attorney for really, oh my God, almost 40 years, shall we say. Uh, you know, my niche happens to be justice system reform and transformation. And if we know anything about what's happening over the past year, we know that we need some transformation in the U.S. justice, uh, you know, uh, system. Um, but I also uh, started out my legal career 
uh, working for the National Prison Project. I uh, litigated large-scale class action prisoner suits against state governments. I went to uh, the Women's Legal Defense Fund. I was a private uh, practitioner. I um, was the founding director uh, of the Equal Justice Program at Howard University uh, School of Law. And for 16 years, I served as policy counsel for uh, the Open Society uh, Foundations. I'm with the National Conference of Black Lawyers, and I'm a founding member of INCOVA, the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations in America, and have uh, basically been working on that issue of reparations ever since I was a teenager, way back in the day. So my goodness, my dear Reverend, it gives me much, much pleasure today to be in the company of some of the leading academicians, economists, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, yes, even uh, uh, politicians <laughs> talking about the need for repertory justice for Black folks. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Awesome, awesome. And uh, you have an extensive resume, and uh, we, we, we're we going to cram a little bit of that into the hour. We know that we do not have time uh, to tell it all, and uh, uh, it, and there's so much that you do and uh, so much that you uh, are a part of. And I wonder, like, I only have 24 hours in my day. How many hours are in your day? <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. In this time of Zoom, it's like it's like never ending. You know what I mean? Like wow. I so, so certainly I was impressed. Uh, we met before uh, this new uh, time, before pandemic and, uh, quote, unquote, social distance, um, I met uh, Nikichi Taifa at uh, Columbia University. I believe there was uh, yeah. some information being given about reparations uh, for slavery. And I, actually, we're going to save the reparations part for last. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, but uh, I was impressed. There was a, a, a panel of, of a lot of people that had a lot of information that I was not uh, familiar with. And the sad part is that not more African Americans were not at this particular event to be aware of what is going on. But so um, you started this journey into the legal field. How did you get involved in uh, law and wanting to become an attorney? All right. So, you know, I really have spent my entire career as an advocate for justice. I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer. And I think the spark from it was uh, way back in uh, the late 60s. I'm in junior high school. This was the time okay. when Black Studies was coming into the um, into the schools. Black is beautiful, Black power, all of that. And I took, you know, Black Studies. And there was this poster, tacked to the bulletin board in my eighth grade Black studies classroom of a black man with a black beret on his head with a rifle in one hand and a spear in the other sitting in a grand slam with a chair and all the teenage girls in my class were buzzing about how fine this brother was but I kept wondering and asking the teacher well why is he in jail and why is the head of the black Panther Party being represented by a white lawyer. Yeah, he was a progressive lawyer. Yeah, he was a, 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 a radical lawyer. But I'm asking, where are the black lawyers to represent black people? And mm. that just always kind of followed me. And I said, you know, I want to be one of those lawyers. I want to be one of those black lawyers to represent black people. So, boom, <laughs> appeals since then. And that's awesome, man. We do need... Um 
representation by people uh, that look like us, that understand our struggle, and certainly um, that know uh, what the struggle is all about. And so, um, you know, uh, there's so much I can say, but, you know, we end up in, you mentioned the Black uh, Panther and um, a lot of people don't really uh, know a lot about the Black Panthers, but they think um, uh, they've been given some negative information. Uh, but the truth of the matter, that is not the story. And there are so many programs that were introduced um, to help our uh, communities. And so it is so important that people uh, study and read and find out the truth of the matter. Um, so now, we, you know, we, uh, we come through slavery. Uh, we pretty we go from slavery to the chain gang to in prison, and so how we uh, we've been underrepresented, unrepresented, underrepresented, and uh, not uh, given fair treatment in the system like others. And so tell us about uh, your work in that area. Yeah, well, you know, um, you know, decades ago I knew about the Panthers because they made the front page news, but back then I didn't know about the horrific. 1857 Dred Scott case where U.S. Supreme Court justice stated that a black person in America had no rights which a white person was bound to respect. I didn't know about the 1822 trial of freedom fighter Denmark Vesey who masterminded one of the most elaborate slave insurrections in history. I didn't know about the case of the libelants and claimants of the schooner Amistad where in 1841 international law was applied in a domestic court right here in the United States and served as a, a springboard to release kidnapped Africans. I didn't know anything about the Trump stuff charges of the Honorable Marcus Garvey. I didn't know about the inflammatory case of the Scottsboro Boys. I had never heard of black mm. legal giants such as Charles Hamilton, uh, Houston, and, and, and all like that. But as I'm going into college, I learned and lived through and worked with the cases of Ben Chavis and the Wilmington uh, 10 and the case of the RNA 11 and uh, you know I knew about the case of Angela Davis but, you know etc etc but there was just so much I didn't know about didn't, most folks don't even know that her co-defendant Michelle McGee still sits in a prison uh, today but what was happening during those times Reverend Townsend was the anti-apartheid uh, movement and I was involved in issues involving the divestiture of corporations doing business in South Africa and trying to educate actors and athletes to um, uh, to support the cultural boycott against uh, South uh, Africa. And there were all these issues and programs. There was no knock back then. There was a COINTELPRO, the FBI, one secret illegal program that they used to try to destroy and disrupt the you know, the movement. So all of these things, and then I'm coming to become a, a lawyer, but I have all of this history behind us. And you started off talking about this is Black History Month. It really is not history because history, I consider his story history. It's really our story. These are the times when we need to be telling our story from our own frame of reference and not being whitewashed by the his story that we've been indoctrinated with, uh, you know, all of these times. So I kind of brought all of this with me into where we are, you know, today. And it's really frustrating um, because there needs to have been much greater changes over the past five decades than there have been. In fact, it seems like we've been hurtled back into his story with all the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys and the 
insurrection on the Capitol and the, the disproportionate double standard of justice that's just been smacked in our face day after day as we're watching CNN and MSNBC. And, you know, it really makes you want to just, you know, just stop and, and just contemplate when is this change going to come? So true. So true. And so um, with all of that, what would you say to uh, this generation of young people who perhaps are a little more laid back? Uh, they're more into uh, social media and tablets and what have you and aren't as active as people were perhaps in the 60s or 70s. You know, we have um, we have movements out there now, but um, I my personal opinion is a lot of the movements aren't what they really profess to be. Uh, but that's another story. But um, So what would you say to this generation of young people? So one of the things I would say is that I have been thoroughly impressed over the past year, last year, seeing the young folk out there in the street. I mean, it was an astounding. I mean, I'm telling you, I kept my butt at home because I'm, you know, old and all like that. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but I mean, it really was nostalgic seeing them in their generation trying to make uh, a statement, and they have made a statement quite loud. I just feel it's, it's, it's kind of sad, though, that we have moved from what I call the pinnacle from the 60s and 70s of black power to today just having to just affirm that our lives matter, just for us to be able to, to breathe and to get that man's knee off of our neck. That 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 speaks volumes as to how far we have decreased as opposed to you know increased. But in terms mm-hmm. of the young people today, I really want them to learn about the movements from the past. Okay, so that they won't make the same type of mistakes that we make. I want them to realize that they can do all these things. Okay, they can be their authentic selves and still make a difference in a society. They can challenge the system while still remaining true to their beliefs, you know, and still be successful. And I say that they can do that because I've done it uh, myself. I have an African name. Most folk can't even pronounce. I've kept my hair in its natural um, um, state. I'm a deeply melanated uh, uh, woman. I mean, I'm just saying, and despite all of those things, which in many instances are obstacles to advancement and forward movement, I've kept my eyes on the prize, okay? And I have continued to seek what I consider, you know, justice, you know, here and now. Awesome. Uh, So, uh, yes, you're seeking justice, and that's a great place, my audacious quest for justice. So, uh, doctor, uh, lawyer, uh, attorney, um, you became an author on several occasions in life. How about you tell us about the author? All right. So, I am the author. This is really my third book, um, Black Power, Black Lawyer, My Audacious Quest for uh, Justice. It is a memoir, uh, but prior to this memoir uh, um, being published, I had two children's books um, back in the day. I'm talking about, you know, early 80s. Um, One was called Shining Legacy, and the other one was called The Adventures of Kojo and Ama. And I wrote those, you know, I'm smack out of college. Um, at the time, because I'm looking around and I don't see 
positive images. I don't see a lot of information. Well, you see a lot of it today, but back then there was not a lot of information out there about our great heroes and heroines and freedom fighters. You would see Frederick Douglass, you know, you would see Martin Luther King, but you didn't see nothing about Demar Beasley. You didn't see a lot about Marcus Garvey. You really didn't see much about Fannie Lou Hamer back in there or Toussaint Louverture and all like that. So I researched all that and I, I um, you know, uh, wrote about that. I also wrote a book. I co-authored a book in 1987, along with um, Brother Imari Abubakari Obadeli of the Republic of New Africa and Brother Chokwe Lumumba, who later became mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, called Reparations Yeah. And again, that was 1987. That was, <laughs> that was before anybody was talking seriously about reparations. That was during a time when you would be characterized as um, militant, which I was, revolutionary, which I was, or just plain crazy, which I was not. But it was one of the first um, uh, um, you know, published pieces of information. And again, during those days, it was from a more black nationalist perspective of the issue for reparations. So let's fast forward to 2020. And I published my long-awaiting memoir, A Black Power Black Lawyer. And what it says was it kind of tells my story, really, as someone who grew up kind of like after the civil rights era in what I call the Black Power um, era and how those teachings, I guess you could say, infused me and, um, um, uh, you know, helped to mold what I ended up becoming with respect to a lawyer, uh, you know, a black lawyer. And I will say this, Reverend, it's not just all politics and struggle. It's a very personal story. It's a human story uh, as well. It also, you know, talks about, you know, personal frailties um, that every, any human being uh, has. And so it's kind of all of that is, is mixed up into the, um, uh, yeah, into the book. Can I Hello? Yeah, yeah, I can't hear. Oh. Hello? I'm sorry. Okay. I think it was a technical issue. Could you say that again? All right. Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying there was a personal story. It was a human story as well. It wasn't, it's not just a story of history and politics and struggle. There's some romance up in there and, you know, other stuff as well. And it's all good. Okay. All right. Uh, so um, it's awesome um, that uh, you were able to put this down, your your story, uh, your quest for justice. And um, certainly our frailties, uh, I'm sure you would agree, our, our frailties and our weaknesses, um, they all play a part as well as our strengths play a part in who we become and uh, who we are to others. Would you agree? Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. And a lot of times we just hear about the glory and the great things that people have done, and we don't realize that they were real human beings just like everyone else. And more people who realize and recognize that, I think, will feel more confident in what they are also doing, knowing that uh, um, everybody in the God, I mean, you know, we did, did, you know, folk got issues, but you can still make a difference you can still be part of positive change yes we are, we are all human and uh we do have to uh remember to take that account and um when god places us in a position situation he knows all that he knows our strengths he knows our weaknesses and certainly that's why 
uh, we become who we are because of all of those things. Um, so you mentioned uh, you have an African name, and I was listening to, uh, I believe it was a YouTube video or something, you were telling how you uh, received that African name, but what does your name mean? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, my first name, Nikichi, means God's gift, and my last name means nation. And there is a whole section, little part in the book that talks about the name because actually I mispronounced my name. I pronounced it Nikichi. If I were in Nigeria, it would be pronounced Inkechi. I didn't know that when I got my name. I got my name. I was 16 years old. I'm walking into an African names bookstore on 14th Street in D.C., and I'm looking through the book, and I see this name. It looks to me like Nikichi. That time I didn't know anything about Nkrumah, that the N has the N sound instead of the N sound, and the E has the S sound instead of E. I didn't know none of that stuff, okay? okay. I just plucked it out of the African names book. So then much, many, 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 many years later, um, I'm in college, and I'm learning that that's not the quite right way you pronounce that name. I swear I tried to pronounce it um, correctly. It's just that I just say, my brother, our tongues have been colonized. And, you know, we are a new <laughs> branch of the African family over here on this side of the of the Atlantic Ocean. And, you know, so uh, I say I'm a new African, you know, um, um, you know, ripped from my culture and, and heritage. This is part of this is part of the damages that we need for reparations. The fact that I didn't know the correct way to pronounce an African name that goes back, you know, generations. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's me and my name story. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and um, our number here in studio, 619-924-0800. And you mentioned reparations. We're going to come back and talk about reparations. Also, uh, we'll let our listeners know how they can uh, reach out to the Taifa uh, group. And also, we're going to let you give some shout outs and, uh, you know, just uh, kind of wrap things up in the next uh, segment. Uh, but this uh, is actually something. Uh, and when I have a guest, it's always a learning experience for me as well. Uh, this is Gil Scott, not Jill Scott, Gil Scott. And uh, I'll let you listen to it and we'll be back. We want you to call in. I certainly I will make sure that uh, compliments of Global Gospel that someone uh, listening will receive uh, their very own uh, copy of Black Power, Black Lawyer. And so I want you to keep that number handy and give us a call, 619-924-0800. Gil Scott, stay tuned. Oh, 
Studio 619-924-0800. Who will pay reparations on my soul? How about we take it from that? All right. Well, let me tell you this. Reparations is absolutely an issue whose time has come. Just last week, the House of Representatives Judiciary Subcommittee Continue hearings on H.R. 40, which is the Commission to Study and Develop Reparations Proposals for African Americans Act, which has been languishing in Congress for over uh, uh, 30 years. I mean, one of the witnesses at that hearing last week was Secretary of State of California, Shirley Weber, who uh, 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 established a bill that will create a reparations task force in California. In Everson, Illinois, they recently earmarked tax dollars from their legal cannabis industry to fund reparations initiatives in that city. You have the Virginia and Princeton Theological Seminaries, the Dioceses of the Episcopal Church, 
Georgetown University and the Jesuits all grappling with approaches for reparations, reparatory justice. You have the U.S. Conference of Mayors coming on board. You even got Ben and Jerry's ice cream talking about reparations. You got the Players Coalition of the professional athletes and coaches and, and, and owners across all the sports leagues endorsing reparations. So let me tell you, it is time that there be an official reckoning of the past, there is time that there be a healing that comes from a reparation settlement to be fashioned in as many ways or ways as is necessary to equitably address all these manifestations of injustice that still linger today. So that's what my take is right now. And awesome. And, you know, um, and this is a very uh, important movement uh, that's uh, reparations because it's something that a lot of African-Americans don't know about. And when you talk to other people and uh, people uh, tell me, of course, not African-Americans, say, well, that was a long time ago and um, slavery is over now. And this and and I said, but you don't understand how uh, it has affected generations. And I said, the Japanese, uh, they get paid. Well, what about us? We're here on American soil as well, you know, so uh, yeah. it's definitely something that uh, needs to be addressed. And also, um, there is there was something that was going on last year. I don't know if it's still in effect, Reparation Sundays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was one of the initiatives of INCOBA, National Coalition of Black Reparations in America, calling upon uh, churches and religious institutions to hold reparations uh, Sunday to talk about the gospel from uh, that aspect of uh, repertory uh, justice to put signs outside the church. I know we're in a pandemic now, and you know that's a little bit more challenging. But similar to those signs that were out there during the anti-apartheid movement through South Africa, similar to the signs Black Lives Matter, they need to also be uh, signs we were advocating for reparations now as well. So awesome. So um, keep that in mind. Uh, we do have a caller. Uh, caller, hello. Greetings. Yes, good afternoon. Praise the Lord, uh, Reverend Lamar, and to your special guest, uh, Dr. Tafa. Um, it's a pleasure to uh, listen and be introduced to uh, to you. I am going to go online and uh, purchase your book, The Black Power, Black Lawyer. Um, I was not aware of it uh, before then. Um, but I will make that purchase, and you go ahead and continue to um, uh, do the work that you have been called to do. It is such an amazing um, task to see black lawyers understanding, as you said, you've learned certain cases and certain things, and then it's like, where has this information been? How come it's not coming forth? And I'm so glad that you've picked up the torch to bring forth and to delve into bringing justice to our people. And um, I just happened to be on the reparations Zoom yesterday with Dr. Nkenka and the global Africans who are talking about that reparations actually should begin in Africa because that is where, um, of course, we were uh, enslaved from. And so um, great conversation on today. So glad to be a part of it. And um, I will be picking up your book. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate everything that you said. And absolutely, reparations is a global issue, and it is a global movement. And people from all over uh, that diaspora are calling for reparations as well. So thank you so much for that. 
Yes, and I, this is uh, Sister uh, Lois Glenn Carter of the uh, Nationwide Black Family Mediation Services, and so uh, we we are definitely uh, going to make sure that uh, you receive a signed copy of that book, Sister Carter. So we thank you uh, for joining us this Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. And I want to mention also the Samuel DeWitt Proctor uh, Conference is 100% in support of uh, reparations. I know they just um, recently had their uh, convening and reparations was one of the um, issues in in the planks with respect to that uh, as well. So I've been really uh, pleased with respect to the uh, uh, the religious communities, the National Council of Churches. I've worked very closely with them with respect to uh, reparations just uh, just up across the board. So all I got to say is right on. Awesome. And um, perhaps uh, our listeners don't know um, how they can be a part of, um, you know, uh, the reparation movement. Is there a website that they can visit? Yes, absolutely. I, I would like to provide two websites. One is called the National African American Reparations Commission, and that website is reparationscom.org, which is reparations, C-O-M-M, for Reparations Commission, reparationscom.org. It has one of the most extensive um, um, compositories of reparations resources that are is there. The other website I would like to give is the website of the organization I also am a part of called INCOBRA, the National Coalition of Blacks Reparations in America. That website is INCOBRAonline.org. That's N-C-O-B-R-A-Online.org. Okay, awesome. Um, so uh, to all of our listeners, uh, you heard it here, how you can be a part of the movement and uh, join the movement for uh, reparations because despite what people say, slavery did exist and it did have lasting effects and there were no 40 acres. uh, There was no mule. And if it did, if by chance somebody did get that, it was taken away. Absolutely. Even as recently as the 1960s, I mean, uh, Hundreds of families have lost property in the South uh, due to legal issues that were, you know, made up and, you know, just just because if you if you don't know better and if you don't have access to help, uh, you will lose a lot in life. And so um, we are here to make sure you're educated and informed. And there's people like uh, Dr. Taifa that is here to uh, help out as well. The Taifa group. Let's talk about that. All right, the Taifa group. And how they can get in contact with you as well. Uh, Yes, uh, absolutely. The Taifa group is the name of my consulting uh, firm. As I said, I consult on justice system uh, issues. Um, So that's the Taifa group, www.thetaifagroup.com. I also would like to give the... um, uh, website for my book, Black Power, Black Lawyer. That's www.blackpowerblacklawyer.org. So both of those are very, um, uh, you know, easy. So I'm no longer in private practice. I want to make sure I make that clear because a lot of times when I do interviews, a lot of people call and say, oh, can you get my son out of jail? Or, okay, I do primarily policy uh, reform. Uh, now, but in the context of my power policy reform, I was successful in having a client. Release 
Okay, I think we have a little technical difficulty. Uh, we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Global Gospel, www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. And uh, also just be reminded that if you missed any part, we are uh, syndicated on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and Google Play. We'll be right back after this break. Brother, we can't quit until we get our share. Technology, uh, but listen, we have multiple uh, avenues, and where there's a will, there is a way. Um, so we were talking about the Taifa group, and you were saying that you were, um, you're no longer in private practice. So I believe we left off there. Right, I'm no longer in private practice, but I do policy advocacy on justice system reform and transformation, which helps to bring loved ones home who have been incarcerated, unjustly incarcerated for uh, decades as a result of the uh, draconian policies and practices of of the U.S. criminal justice system. So that's basically uh, what I do uh, today, and I was just recently successful in bringing home a a 67-year-old elder who served 33 years in uh, prison, um, and we were able to bring him home under the doctrine of compassionate uh, release. So that's kind of what I do now as part of the consulting work. Wow. And now that is an awesome uh, assignment that uh, God has given you and, and to help someone out 37 uh, years. And that is, uh, that's a, that's a lifetime. And there's so many people out there that uh, are in the same situation. And we, we see the, see the news all the time and they say, Oh, such and such. Uh, we found out um, that uh, the evidence wasn't true or that somebody lied and then it's, it, your whole life is gone and so um, someone needs to be uh, that advocate or that spokesperson uh, 
like you're doing. And so what, what would what would your words of encouragement be to uh, that person that might be incarcerated unfairly or that family member that has to live on this side of the bars uh, without their loved ones? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, my, my words of advice and wisdom would be don't give up. Where there is a will, there is a way. And sometimes the universe just conspires to bring the right people together at the right time. It's keeping that faith, keeping that hope, even when days seem so dismal, that there's a flicker, there's just a flicker of light out there um, somewhere, and just grabbing hold of that. And, you know, the universe, the, the creator, just makes all things uh, happen. So that, that's what my word of advice would be. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, so uh, we... Uh, we uh, once again we are coming down to uh, the conclusion of the hour, and uh, we tried to talk about as much as we can. Uh, number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. We take one more break, and uh, we're going to let uh, uh, Dr. Taifa uh, give her uh, give her shout outs, and uh, we are going to conclude this particular episode and since you like um sam cook so much i'll just put uh, a change is going to come on repeat for this break give us a call 619-924-0800 
uh, folks who wrote some blurbs on the back of my book, Angela Davis, the iconic Angela Davis, uh, Danny Glover, that actor, film director, political activist extraordinaire, James Foreman Jr., who's the son of the civil rights icon James Foreman, Nikki Giovanni, our poet from back in the day, Julius Garvey, uh, MD, the son of Honorable Marcus Garvey, and Sister Rukia Lumumba, a millennial who is the sister of the current mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, Chokwe Lumumba, whose father was my number one mentor in the law. So those are the folk I wanted to give shout outs to. Awesome, awesome. And once again, uh, we uh, I, I think I covered, uh, we covered a lot of ground, uh, but uh, certainly if there's something that we missed out on certainly we'll have to share that uh, next time in part two six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero you have about two minutes uh to give us a call a shout out thank you uh marlon townsend mpt enterprise for uh doing all the uh, work behind the scenes and making the right connections for us and making sure this uh date uh ran smoothly and correctly and so, uh, and I met want... Marlon also with you at Columbia. So shout out to Marlon. Shout out to Marlon. Yeah. Yes, uh, we uh, there were several people. Yes, several people that we met at Columbia. And um, is there any other events like that going on right now? Maybe uh, virtually. Yeah, there are loads of them. If folks go to my well, I'm I'm involved in a lot of them. Some right. of the stuff is on my website, um, Black Power Black Lawyer dot. Com, black lawyer, black lawyer, black power, black lawyer.com under events. There are videos of past stuff there as well. Um, so just kind of follow me on my website or on, on social media and you'll find out about similar happenings across the country that anyone can participate in because with Zoom, everything's just a click away. It's, it's very easy to access. You know, every, everything is at, the, at a click uh, right now. Uh, so once again, we thank you, my audacious, audacious quest for justice, black power, black lawyer, Nakichi, Taifa, um, author, uh, advocate for your family, for your friends, for your neighbors, for your loved ones, and your relatives. Um, certainly a voice uh, for the people that is on the front line and has been on the front line uh, sharing her God-given gift, as her name uh, suggests, uh, to make life just a little better um, for you and I. Uh, before we uh, conclude with uh, our closing prayer and uh, closing song, and actually um, there was something, uh, I'm going to conclude with this, uh, it's called Heaven's Door, uh, Alice Smith. And I first uh, heard this on uh, I was watching Underground uh, because that's uh, back, yeah. back on TV, back on OWN now, and we know that it was canceled. <laughs> but that's a whole other story <laughs> because people really don't want uh, the truth uh, to be out there. But uh, So con- conclude us with your uh, closing uh, remarks for the day. And once again, all yeah, our listeners, uh, 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 before you uh, conclude, all of our listeners, we want you to know that uh, this is archived. So immediately following this episode, you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. And you can listen to this episode in its entirety. 
Uh, you can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Reach out to Global Gospel on social media. Your conclusion for the day. So I just want to thank you for giving that shout out to Underground. I just loved that um, that series, and I hope that they uh, bring it back. But it reminds me of the words of, of Frederick Douglass, you know, that, 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 that thing about if there is no struggle, there is no progress. Those who profess the favor of freedom that depreciate education are those who want the crops without plowing up the ground. They want the rain without the thunder and the lightning. They want the ocean without the mighty roar of its waters. And Frederick Douglass says that the struggle may be a moral one or maybe a physical one, or it may be both moral and physical, but it's got mm-hmm. to be a struggle. Because he said back then, and it still stands true today, power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did, and it never will. Awesome. And that is an awesome uh, quote to uh, conclude this episode. So once again, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Uh, to all of our listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, certainly, uh, we will make sure that that caller gets uh, the book as well. Uh, thank you uh, for listening to Global Gospel, and thank you for sharing your gift, your life, and your ministry with the world. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you today for your loving kindness, for your tender mercy. We thank you for our special guest, guest today. We pray your blessings on her life, on her work. We pray that uh, you would give her the desires of her heart and give her everything that she needs to move uh, forward and continue the work that she is doing. For everyone that is listening on today, we pray that someone encouraged, inspired, uplifted, that they receive healing and deliverance. And we thank you because it is so, because we ask believing that there is no good thing that you would withhold from us if we walk upright. This is our prayer on today. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Heaven's door, Alice Smith.
Rejoice in victory.